Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. Before we get into the thick of calving and establish this year's milking routine, dairy specialist Martina Gormley joins us to reflect on an analysis she has completed on 2000 dairy herds milk recording records to investigate how milking interval and evening milking start time impacts on daily and full lactation milk yield, the length of the working day and the farm's ability to attract staff, be it next generation of family or hard labour. It has become clear, I suppose, from working with um, dairy farm employees, uh, farmers themselves and and families, um, that the length of the working day has been um, extending uh, on many farms and has, um, I suppose, impacted in terms of time away from the farm and also, I suppose, burnout. And for some farms not being able to do the things even on the farm that they would like, like, for example, grass measuring or going to farm walks or um, whatever, football matches or so on, fixed repairs and maintenance, whatever it may be, um, that the time just physically wasn't there uh, to do certain tasks. They were being pushed further and further down the line and they weren't, I suppose, maybe achieving the efficiencies um, that they knew, I suppose, was achievable and and that they should be um, achieving on the farm. Um, So, yeah, so with that in mind, that's why um, we analysed one year's um, milk recording data um, to see, I suppose, what was driving what in terms of the length of working day and what were the things, I suppose, that we need to um, go after and change. And for this, Martina, you have analysed a significant number of milk recording events from Irish dairy farms. Uh, can you give us some information on some of the main findings? There was nearly 9,000 uh, milk records. Uh, which came from um, 2,366 farms. Um, So on average, it was four milk recordings per farm. The average herd size was 118 cows, um, with a big range anywhere from 40 cows all the way up to um, 600 cows. Uh, When we looked at yield, uh, the average was 23 kgs per cow per day. But again, there was a big range um, depending on the time of the year. So uh, uh, with a minimum we found uh, a drying off of eight, 8 kgs per day up to a maximum of 42 kgs per day um, for some of the higher output herds at peak time. Um, and within this data set, um, it was clear to be seen that we had a lot of herds that were higher output in it, um, which I suppose was important for analysis later on that we'll talk about in a minute. But um, I suppose the, the other... Um, Average data, I suppose, that we found was around milking times. So the average start time in the morning, which is when the machine was, was switched on, was half seven. So that doesn't include bringing in the cows. So that 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 uh, is purely when the machine was switched on. And we can see a big variation uh, from some farms starting at five in the morning and others um, starting after 11 o'clock in the day. Um, finish time then in the morning uh, was um, ha- an hour and a half later, so ne- nearly nine o'clock. Um, and again, a big range um, depending um, when the milking machine was turned on. Uh, in relation to the evening milking time, which really was a particular interest in this study, 
um, the average time of starting milking in the evening was quarter past five um, with a big range with some farms starting at three o'clock um, and um, some farms starting much later than that up to nine o'clock at night. In relation to the evening finish time, um, which is um, when the last uh, milk recording meter was turned off, so it doesn't include wash up or uh, locking the cows back in, it, uh, the average time was a quarter to seven. Okay, again, a big range with some farms finished milking at 20 to 5 um, and others um, milking on late in the night and finished after 11 o'clock at night. In terms then of the milking interval, uh, Emma Louise, which was, uh, I suppose, a key variable in the, this analysis, um, and it's defined as when the, uh, the time that the first um, cluster goes on in the morning to the time that the first cluster goes on in the evening. So, for example, um, if the first cluster goes on in the morning at 7 o'clock and it goes back on again at um, 3 o'clock, in the evening that's an eight hour interval so in a 24 hour period that's your 16 eight hour milking interval um, which really is the the target um, so we found um, that the average was 10 hours and again there was a big range with some farms um, having a min- milking interval of seven hours um, and others were having a, a milking interval of up to 16 hours why, Martina, would you see the milking interval as being important and something that farmers should focus on? So um, the, the milking interval really um, is, you know, the time that the, the, I suppose, the milking machine is switched on in the morning to the time again that it's switched on in the evening. And we, again, we know that the evening finish time on most farms outside of the calving period is the last task of the day. Um, so um, we we looked to see, you know, is there a relationship here between the time that the last task starts in the day and the length of the working day? And we found that there was a 71 percent um, relationship here. So basically 71 percent of the variation in the length of somebody's day, be it long or short, was purely because of their milking interval. And really, it wasn't the morning time, it was the evening. So when, basically, they switched the button on in the milking parlour in the evening. So that's why it's so important, because it's explaining 71% of the reason as to why somebody's milking or length of day is long uh, or short. Um, So again, I suppose purely um, thinking from a people point of view, and trying to shorten the length of the working day, um, this is, this is a, I suppose, a, a variable that that um, was very uh, important um, to to analyze, and and really can't be ignored here. And something that you know, if if uh, somebody wants to um, reduce the length of their working day, um, or uh, maybe attract people to the farm, uh, to work on the farm, or the next generation or have more time away from the farm to analyse the business or so on and so forth, uh, this really is the first step, your milking interval. And that that's what the data is telling us. And you have indicated that, you know, the ideal or the target interval we should be chasing is a 16-8. So eight hours between morning and evening milking. So if you're starting at 7am in the morning, your cup's on again at 3pm in the afternoon. Um, 
this obviously isn't the case based on what you're seeing. You know, on average, you're seeing a 10 hour interval and that range is just massive between seven and 16 hours. So if you drill down into it and from your experience of dealing with farmers, what are the reasons that farmers would give you that they have a milking interval that differs from target? Yeah, so there's a few um, different reasons, Emma-Louise. I suppose it's important to say that for a small percentage, um, it, it really is a genuine reason. And it's around, um, I suppose, particularly childcare, um, where maybe the uh, farmer has to mind small children and has to wait for the other person in the house to come in. So, look, that's very genuine. And that's just the stage the family is at. And in time that, that the milking interval will change. Um, and for others, maybe it's the case that they're minding parents or that. So, look, that's a small percentage. And I think it's important just to just to say that. But by and large, um, for for the rest um, of the farmers um, that aren't in that situation, it really is um, tradition, habit, um, you know, it's the, the norm, the culture. Um, uh, milking yield reduction would be quoted from time to time, especially um, with milk solids production now increasing on most herds um, and cows are yielding uh, more than they used to. So it is something. And I suppose the other one that would come up, Emma Louise, is um, workload. So um, I just uh, my workload is so big every day. Um, that I just couldn't possibly be able to get everything done to be able to milk um, earlier on in the evening. And let's get into these in in, in more detail, Martina. I, I hear what you're saying. There is, um, you know, a stage of life that some families are at that it just isn't feasible to to stick to target. But milk yield reduction, that is a, a concern. And I have heard that in the past. I suppose the previous research would suggest there is no difference in milking interval of 16.8 compared with 12 um, hour milking intervals. So I suppose what is your data telling us? Yeah, so Emma Louise, we looked at this um, two different ways we looked at it. First, we we looked at all the um, 9,000 milk records that we had um, by season and by an annual basis and we found um, that there was no relationship whatsoever with uh, your milking interval Um, and in this data set we had a very broad milking interval from seven hours all the way to 16 and um, your yield per cow per day um, or on an annual basis so no relationship whatsoever Um, we also removed um, 2000 records so the the um, any farms that were on uh, on average below 20 uh, kgs per day um, and we looked at all the bigger herds over 20 kgs per day and again absolutely no relationship whatsoever um, and so really uh, what that's saying to us that um, there is um, no reduction whatsoever in your milk yield uh, if you want to shorten your milking interval. And now let's take it to that habit or tradition that you talk about. And there are farmers, it's the way they've seen it in the generation before them. It's something that they have done maybe for the last 20 years. Does that justify, um, you know, a later evening milking time? And, you know, you have seen farmers who have cupped on in the evenings as late as 9 p.m. Is that justified? 
look, it's it's not really um, because it is a habit, and we all know habits can be changed. Um, it's it's more of I suppose a mindset. Um, like the cows will have no problem coming in an hour earlier or two hours earlier, um, and there's no consequences to yield of it. But it's just something, as you said, Emma Louise, that always happened. Um, but I suppose the reason again for this analysis is about it's it's about people so it's about the the farmer the family um the the lifestyle that dairy farming has to offer and it's also about image um so we know from studies from secondary schools um that um parents have a big influence um on their children in relation to um what careers they choose down the line um, and it has been cited that uh, parents have said to uh, students not to go dairy farming or work on a dairy farm. Um, and I suppose when we think that through um, in, in, in your own neighbourhood, you can see the cows coming across the field. So if you see them coming across the field at four o'clock versus six o'clock, that's two hours of difference. So you mightn't think that's much. But to somebody who's in their house, um, you know, uh, having some family time or whatever it be to see the cows coming in and they know well those cows aren't going to be going back out again for another hour or two. Um, it doesn't give, I suppose, a good image um, to what dairy farming can offer and particularly in relation to other industries. And we hear it coming up a lot with um, dairy farm employees where they'll say, you know, I used to work on a farm. Sure, I never knew when I was going to finish. I now work in a factory. I know my hours um, and it's as simple as that. And it's it's a it's a really, really good point that you make, uh, Martina, in terms of the image and also then for staff that they know their start time and they know their finish time. Looking then to workload and, you know, you know, there is the thing where at some times of the year, there just aren't enough hours in the day to get to every task that you, you want to take off in the day. Like, do you see that there is a seasonal difference? So as things get quieter from for the second half of the year, does that milking interval decline? So Emma Louise, yeah, we we looked at that um, because we had the milk yield um, and milking intervals by season in that in this data set. Um, and um, yeah, so so as you alluded to there, you would uh, expect that um, in springtime, which on, on spring calving herds is the busiest time of the year. Um, uh, and as you move through to, I suppose, when the, the bulk of the breeding is complete, um, that if that was the case and it was workload that was driving the milking interval, that you would see uh, the milking interval reducing, um, particularly as you come into the autumn or winter time. But from this data set, we're not seeing that it's consistent milking interval is the same across all seasons um, and that would give the indication um, that milking interval is fixed it's set so that morning time uh, and evening time start uh, of milking is set and that really uh, it is strongly indicating that it's a habit on a lot of farms um, versus um, a workload issue. And finally, in terms of the specifics of this study, did herd size have any impact on milking interval? Uh, so look, that that's a good question, Emma Louise. And um, I suppose the perception is, uh, particularly from I suppose the average size uh, dairy farm out there, that you know, look, I I would, 
I would like to maybe reduce my my milking interval, but, you know, I really feel uh, because I'm farming full time myself and I don't have any help or I've only have someone part time that it is impossible for me that this really is something um, for somebody uh, who is a full time person um, uh, or, or a few employees. So um, absolutely. So we looked at this um in terms of evening finishing time and um, average herd size and the minimum max, um, there was very little variation in terms of the average herd size for farmers that were finished at, let's say, six o'clock or before it versus farmers that were finished in the evening after half seven. Okay, so on average, it was 134 cows for the farmers that were finished at six or before it. And for the farmers um, that were finished after half seven, it was nearly 110 cows. Um, So and then I suppose more importantly, when we looked at the range, we could see across all evening finishing times that there was a massive range. So there was from anything from 40 cows all the way up to 600 cows in each category of finish time. Um, So this really suggested um, that um, you know it isn't uh, just farms that have bigger herd size and therefore full time employees it's across the board that um, you know anywhere from 40 cows up to 600 can be finished at 6 o'clock and likewise any farm from 40 to over 600 cows are being finished after half 7 in the evening Looking Martina to somebody who is tuned in today and they, you know if they're identifying what you're saying that their finish time is slipping to later and a, a later time and they would like to pull it back where do they start so i think a good place to start is um perhaps maybe just to to go through um you know this um analysis of commercial farm data time milk time milking data um be it with your advisor with your family um with your local discussion group um and discuss through it because um we are at a stage where uh, while the percentage is is low there still is a percentage of farmers in every county or in every discussion group or village that have changed their milking interval for for different reasons. Um, So I definitely think that's important to tap into uh, those farmers and their knowledge of that practice change and how they did it. Uh, But ultimately, I think it's just something you have to do. You have to get your head around it yourself. It's probably yourself is the biggest barrier in terms of your mindset of this change, like the cows have no problem in changing. And we know that there's no cost to changing, which is great because with a lot of practice change, there is a cost. But with this one, there actually um, isn't. In, in fact, there's, you know, positives in terms of image and people, but also time efficiency is a big one that, um, you know, farmers who have changed their milking interval would say, you know what, I'm a lot more efficient now with my time because I have less of it uh, in the middle of the day. So, you know, I was perhaps maybe wasteful and, you know, maybe I was going down the fields to, to do a job and I'm sure I left half the, the tools behind me that I needed and I was, it was okay because sure I had the time. Milking wasn't until six o'clock whereas now I can't afford to do that so I'm actually wiser with my time um, which is another big benefit um, so I, I think really it's just something maybe to analyze um, you know look at the data have a think about it and you know why not just try it there's no good time um, try it and try and I suppose and make it become a habit and you're not going to make it become a habit unless you actually go and do it.
And Martina, you've just given us a huge amount of information, um, uh, you know, right back to the very start of this with the, the detailed, um, I suppose, the averages and the ranges. And if we think about it, you know, the farmers you're looking at are doing a really good job. Four milk recordings at least per year, um, you know, a, um, a very average herd size in 118 cows and really good start time. 7.30 in the morning cups on and, and 5.15 in the evening cups off. But, you know, with every average, there is a range. So huge potential for farmers to uh, potentially improve their milking interval, at, as you say, at no cost and no penalty in terms of reduced milk yield. Um, really important what you talk about in terms of the ability to attract labour. And like, I mean, we're all aware we need help at various times of the year. And it is to make um, that staff come to you as opposed to somebody else would be really important. And of course, the next generation, they would like to see that, you know, their parents are getting the time off the farm and getting a break and they're not working all day and into the night. Thank you, Martina. Thanks, Emma-Louise. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Martina Gormley for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.